Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, baseball family. For those of you new to the show, we are here to raise money for the nonprofit organization Called Up, whose mission is to give disadvantaged young ballplayers the equipment they need to play the game we all love. We also want to unite communities by improving or rebuilding baseball facilities in areas suffering economic or environmental hardship. At this time, you can support by purchasing t-shirts and other baseball-related apparel and accessories from 9plusus.com. 10% of all these sales go to the cause. Again, that's 9plusus.com. The number 9, P-L-U-S-U-S dot com. 9plusus.com. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Baseball Together podcast brought to you by 9plusus. Welcome back, baseball family, to another episode of the Baseball Together podcast. As always, I am here, I am Brig, and I am joined by Brad. I'm here too, yep, that's right. He's here. And just so you know, the the Baseball Together podcast is powered by Bang Energy. Today we are going to talk about a whole bunch of things. We've got the whole kit and caboodle, the whole ball of wax. This one's for the whole... Just kidding. Um, we, <laughs> I just watched Rookie of the Year the other day. So. That, was, that was good John Candy. I like that. That was good. Thanks. Um, today's episode is all about the 2010s. We are going to talk about the decade. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite moments, our favorite teams, who's most deserving, who's least deserving, etc., we're really excited you're here with us. That's right. We sure are. And I think before that, there's a little bit of news this week. There's a couple items. Do we want to get into those? Yeah, let's talk about them really quick. Okay. So really, the biggest thing that I have is the White Sox. <laughs> Holy they, crap, right? They seem like they're going for it, right? Yeah, they really do. Um. So they got, they signed Dallas Keuchel. They signed Encarnacion. They signed Edwin uh, Edwin Encarnacion. I love that guy. He's got the best home run trot with the parrot, holding his arm out for the parrot. Oh, yeah. It's the best. Uh, and then I saw a report too that says that they're still going for Yasiel Puig. Yeah. Um, it could be one of those those clubhouses where it's either lightning in a bottle or um, a big barrel of TNT. You know, I yeah. don't know what's going to happen there, but yep. they have the potential to be very good. Yeah, of course. Well, Tim Anderson's still there, mm-hmm. and yep. he's fabulous. You know, I mean, there's no, no, no question there. Yeah, he's so, he's a great player. He's kind of been anchoring them for the last couple of seasons. I feel like certainly in 2019, he had he did. Yes, he did for sure. Um, so, I, th- I think they see the potential for a not a not real strong division to be able to take it. I mean, they finished 72 and 89 last year, but they're in third place. The Indians were ninety three and sixty nine, and then the Twins. You know, we they won a whole bunch of games hitting home runs. So, yeah. if the White Sox are balanced, maybe I don't know. Right. So I mean, because they're not going to have to compete with the, the with the Royals or the Tigers. No, 
I don't think so. But I mean, the Tigers are never bad, bad, right? They're not off. Well, they were bad, last year, bad. though. They were forty-seven and one fourteen last year. Oh, that's true. Yeah, isn't that weird though? Like, I just it, don't it, it think is of weird. the Tigers being terrible. Yeah, and that was the thing too. Is that I was like last year, I was like, oh, the Tigers aren't that bad. And then I looked at their record. I was like, oh, they're the worst team in baseball. Wow. Well, no. But I, th- no, I think that was by design. That's not true at all. Well, they, can't be, they might be the worst team in the National League, but they're not the worst team in baseball. They had the worst record in baseball last year. You're kidding me. Even worse than the Marlins, who felt like they weren't even trying. What about the um, Orioles? Oh, yeah. They were worse than the Orioles. The Orioles were 54-108. and 108. Oh, <laughs> well, now we're just comparing <laughs> apples to apples. I mean, it's bad and worst, <laughs> bad and terrible, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> this is <Yeah>. terrible. <laughs> yep. No, that's really funny. But but you're right, you're right. Encarnacion at DH. Mm-hmm. So in his last season, he had a 2.8 WAR with the Yankees, and that was in you know only part of the season. So yeah, well, because he was he was really good with the Mariners. He had. He played really yeah. well at the Mariners, and that's why they were able to trade him because they traded the Mariners uh, traded for him in right. an effort to flip him. Like it was never yeah, they all he knew. was never part of right. the long term goal. So, mm-hmm. which you know, I was like, that's fine, but whatever. Yeah, but with Keuchel, Keuchel anchoring that pitching staff, I think that could be really, really good. Yeah, and Giolito there, Giolito is going to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Another big part of that. I don't know. This is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm kind of excited. Yeah, it, I think it will be fun. And they're they're kind of one of those those teams that I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to. I paid a, I paid a little bit more attention to them in the '90s because I had a friend who's uh, Frank Frank Thomas was his favorite player. Yeah, the but big that's hurt. really yeah. that's the only reason. You know, I mean, since yeah. then I haven't paid any attention to him. Well, and Paul but, Canerco, right? Like, yeah, yeah, Paul Canerco. So uh, Yasmani Grandal, they've signed him, got him coming yeah. and catching. Um, who I still am like, I I can't help but kind of mock that guy <laughs> for those two pass balls that made him lose the the 2018 <laughs> World Series. Yeah, but but no, I, I'm looking at their roster right now, and they're young, but like you said, Tim Anderson. Yep, he's a very good player and anchoring the infield. Uh, Grandal, who, like I said, I make I make fun of him for those pass balls, but he's he's good catcher. He's a very good catcher. Agreed. I mean, they're they're solid all around. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them. Yeah, it really will be. Hopefully, it doesn't take a full year for them to mesh. You know, that's possible. It could it could be. Yeah, they could they could kind of make a run late, and being in the central, that might not be a bad thing if they can kind of yeah. stay in contention. If they make a run, they could. They could end up getting in. Yeah, I agree. So that's about it this week. <laughs> the White Sox making all those moves. Um, that's yeah. that's pretty much it. Uh, there's a there's been a few free agent signings, a couple of small trades like uh, Cole Calhoun signed with the D backs. That's going to be interesting to see how the the Angels outfield goes without him. But it also gives an, another opportunity for one of those we've talked before about. They've got some pretty good outfield prospects in AAA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a spot I, for I, one of those guys. I'm pretty excited to see Cole move. I want to see, you know, what a new dynamic does to his performance. Mm-hmm. Personally, yeah. I love Cole. I think Cole's awesome. So, oh, he, he's he's very he's exciting to watch. Yeah, I just need. I like his fire. Let me let me be more specific. I like he plays with passion. 
mm-hmm. and it's a huge deal to me. So I dig that. I, I'm excited. I want him to break out and do and and be able to anchor somebody, you know, some team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and and he's had his he's had his ups and downs the last few years and mm-hmm. and I, and like I said I, th- I think a change of scenery could be very good for him. Um and that outfield in Arizona is not bad either. So no. he's, he's not it's going not. into a bad situation. So Yeah, totally. Could be good for him. Um yeah. another big another big signing, another Boris guy, Hyun oh, Jin Ryu signed a yeah. four-year, $80 million deal with the Blue Jays. Um, watch out, AL East, because... Yeah, I know. Seriously. That's another team that could that could make some noise. Um, they just need one... They just need one... Like I said last week, one like Mookie Betts character. Some do. guy who knows what's going on. He's been to the show, you know. He's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Needs some, some big-time leadership there. Exactly. That's, I, that's what missing. I was going to say. That's that is the thing they're missing. They've got so many young guys. They need a, a veteran leader to go yep. in there and say, "Fellas, this is how you get to the next level." Yeah, this is how we win. Yeah, exactly. But they've got they've got some pretty good pretty good pitching. You know, Ryu's obviously going to be their ace. Totally. Um but I mean that infield, they've got Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero yeah. Jr. I mean, come on now. Yeah. I know. Come on. So Bo is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that guy is awesome. <laughs> I love is... watching Bo Bichette play. <laughs> yeah, he's fire. He he's so good. The thing that's funny about him though is if he didn't have that beard, he'd have like such a baby face. Yeah. He, yeah. he looks like he's twelve. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> he's a twelve year old with long hair. And I and I'm one to talk. There's a reason I have a beard, you know? <laughs> yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> but yeah. So that's a couple teams to watch out for this year. Keep your eye on the White Sox. Keep your eye on the Blue Jays. And I've been saying it for months. Keep your eye on the Padres. Okay. Hey, yeah. Agree. Because, you know, everybody's calling BS on Manny Machado for signing with the Padres because of their, um, because of their minor league system. Because they've mm-hmm. got prospects coming up. But that's a real thing. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> okay. That's a real thing is they do have prospects coming up. Um, and you know, it may have just been something that his agent said, like, Hey, you know, they've got, they've got, a, they've got a good pipeline filled out. So mention this when, when you sign, say that's why. And it wasn't because of the money or the sunshine, but <laughs> it might but yeah, be, keep, yeah. Keep, keep your eye on, on the Padres. They could make some noise in the NL West. Um, especially with because, Tatis. Ooh, that oh man, that guy. Watch. Talk about somebody fun to watch. He's one of my new favorite players. He's awesome. Totally. I like that guy a lot. Yeah, just hope you he can see his name more here. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yep. But uh, we got a lot to get into for this all-decade stuff. Let's go ahead and take a short break. We'll come back and we'll get into it. Hey, babe, I'm headed to concessions. Do you want me to grab you something? Yeah, anything, whatever you're getting. Okay, I saw a burger. I'll probably grab that. Mm, no, that doesn't sound good. Okay, I think there's barbecue, probably some nachos. Uh, I don't think I want either of those either. Um, But just get me anything. What do you want? Uh, I saw a hot dog earlier. Okay, I can do that. Well, no. Couples may quarrel, but baseball is for lovers. Shop the Lovers Collection at 9plusus.com.
Welcome back to the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get into our all-decade stuff, like all-decade team, franchise, play, player, whatever. Um, there's a bunch of like your typical stuff. We're going to do some random stuff. But first, Brig has some trivia for us. Ooh, we away, love Brig. trivia. We do love trivia around here. Brad. Mm-hmm. How many players in the history of the New York Yankees entire franchise have 3,000 hits? Okay. Not 3,000 hits as a Yankee, but 3,000 hits that played for the Yankees, or who played for the Yankees, is that right? Yeah, that, that earned their 3,000th hit in as a Yankee. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, Man. Give me just a second to think here. Okay. So, I'm. Hmm, I don't even know who all is in the three thousand hit club. It's not. It's not a large list of three thousand hit I clubs. Anyway, I didn't think it would be. Yeah. I'm just gonna say four. Four. What? Would not be correct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> More or less. Is fewer. Two. Correct. Who were they? Um, I don't remember. I think Jeter, did Jeter get three thousand? I don't think he did. Did he? He did. He did. So Jeter and at the at the time he was the only Yankee in a three thousand hit club. The mm. entire history of the franchise. At when he earned it, he was the only one. This gets into uh, our all decade uh, stuff. Yeah, because he um, did it July ninth, two thousand eleven. Hmm, let's see. Alex Rodriguez isn't in the 3,000 hit club, is he? He is. So it's those two? It's those two. Wow. Look at that. Can you believe that? Two. It's kind of crazy that those are the only two guys in the 3,000 hit club. But if you think about it, it's because of long, part, you know, longevity. You've got to play for a long time to get 3,000 hits. Yeah. And absolutely. I don't think that guys like DiMaggio and Mantle played for nearly that long, partially because... I think military service cut some of their. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of that. Totally. So yeah, that's crazy. Is that crazy? crazy? About, yeah, it really is. A Rod hit his three thousandth hit June twenty ninth, twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. So, fresh off a of suspension. Uh, fresh off of Justin Verlander. Oh, there you go. You, is that. what you meant to say. <laughs> 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 Jeter, Jeter did it off of uh, David Price. And oh, those are a, those are a couple of good pitchers to get that get those off of. And they were both home runs. Of course, they the three, were three thousandth hit on home runs. Well, of course, with of course for a Rod, but not of course for Jeter. I I expect something like that to be for Jeter, though. I expect him to hit uh, hit a home run for, in a big in a big milestone like that. Yeah, just because he didn't hit very many. Well. Yeah, he didn't hit very many home runs, but when he did, they were important. Absolutely agree with you. So, so, I only bring that up to say that it's one of my favorite moments of the whole decade is when Jeter hit his 3,000th hit. It was a home run at Yankee Stadium, July 9th, 2011. Cool. That's a great one. Thanks. July 9th. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Jeter is actually one of mine, but we'll get into that later because it's not it's not my favorite moment. It's, it's a different one. Okay. Um, so yeah, so let's go ahead and get into this. Let's, shall we? Yeah, yeah. That was my lead-in. That was my. 
Okay. That was my my hook. <laughs> so let's start with our let's start with our with our player of the decade. Okay. Okay. And I'm I'm gonna bet we and uh, I'm not gonna make that bet actually. So my player of the decade. Are you ready? Yeah. One, Mike Trout. Psh. Are you serious? I'm I'm serious because I mean is it is it yours? Yeah. Yours? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I th- I thought I thought it might be, but I wasn't sure if maybe you were going to go Jeter. But he didn't play long enough into the decade. Agreed. So, yeah, Trout. I mean, he's by far the best player in baseball. He has been all decade. He's going to probably be the best player this next decade too. Yeah. Unless he falls off in like 2024, but I don't see that happening. But man, that dude's so good. We say all the time. It's just a way to describe him. He's so good. Yeah, he's so good, and he's fun to watch. I, I'm gonna have to agree with Manfred on one thing. I do wish he had a little bit more of a personality. Um, but here's the thing with like these MLB guys marketing themselves. Mm-hmm. They make so much money on the field. Yeah, they don't have to worry about the off the field stuff. Well, and for most of the guys, see, here's my thing about Mike Trout. I don't think he enjoys any any of the loud sort of in-your-face, off-the-field stuff. No, and he, and he obviously doesn't because that's not his personality. But, like, the NBA guys, like, they make a lot of money, but they're not making as much as baseball players. Right. And so they're, they're all about their shoe deals because, yeah. you know, like, only a, a select number of people are wearing – a signature spike from a baseball player. Yeah. Right? Everybody's wearing a signature shoe from a basketball player. So there's a ton totally. of money there. Totally. A ton of money. And football players, you can't see their faces anyway. You only <laughs> yeah. know the guys who make themselves known. Yeah. But but those guys do a good job of marketing themselves because they don't have any guaranteed money as football players. So they've okay. got to make as much money as they can off the field. Yeah. Right? So I'm sure I'm pretty sure that Mike Trout's like I got it. I'm making tons of money. I don't need to go out there and be a clown for you guys. You know. Yeah. That I just wish he would. I just yeah, wish he would. you wish he'd go out and make a clown of himself for us. Because it'd be fun. It'd be fun. <laughs> Bryce Harper's done it. Well, you know, he, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> Christian Yelich and Cody Bellinger, both of those guys are doing commercials and and you know not necessarily making clowns of themselves, but they're having fun with it. Yelly's doing it in the way I would like to see Mike Trout do it, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. the way he... I don't want him to do what Bryce Harper's doing. I, I want him to do the way Yelich is doing it. I think that's the way to go, right? Yeah, yeah. No, Classy. That's fine. Funny. Yeah, that's fine. Right, not yeah. not boorish and loud. And and I have a problem with boorish and loud. And part of the reason I think Bryce Harper's stuff is loud is because it's Under Armour stuff. That's kind of their thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I agree with you. Also, Gatorade, and that's kind of their thing too. Mm, but true. I don't know. Anyway, Mike Trout, best player of the decade. Uh, unanimous decision. <laughs> yep. All right. Who was your favorite team of the decade? I'm gonna bet we have the same one here too. But go ahead with your yeah. with your not like not your favorite franchise team and year. Are you sure you can handle this? I'm telling you, I think we have the same one. The 2018 Boston Red Sox. Whoa. <laughs> we don't have the same one. <laughs> wow. I knew wow. it. Wow. I knew you were going to. They were the best team of the decade. Tell me why. 
I'm just going to read you the roster. Okay. Sandy Leone, Mitch Moreland, Eduardo Nunez, Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, Andrew Benintendi, Jackie Bradley Jr., Mookie Betts, J.D. Martinez. That's a good team. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good team. It's a really, really, really good team. Anchored by the leadership of Justin Pedroia. I mean, the list goes on and on. We That's not even pitching. That doesn't even get into Chris Sale. <clears throat> At his most mm-hmm. Chris Sale-ist. Yeah. You know? He, he was, yeah. So, oh my gosh, dude. I think that they won, they won 108 games that season. Um, they won the whole thing that season. It's just like... It can't. It for me, it's hard to beat. Alex Cora was was wasn't he a first year manager that year too? Rookie rookie manager that season. Yeah. Yep. So come on, man. Like it. It's impossible. It, they were impossible to beat. Yeah. Impossible. And the Yankees tried hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, so it was one of those else. teams that I remember. I remember going to the World Series. It's like I'd like to see the Dodgers win, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, they were dominant, man. Yeah, they really were. For sure, they were dominant. There's, there's, there was no beating them. Yeah. Um. So I think they were the best team of the decade. Who do you, who do you have? Okay, solid choice. But would they have beaten the 2016 Cubs? Yes, I think they would have too. But the reason <laughs> I chose <laughs> the reason I chose the 16 Cubs was first off that was a really good team. They were the best team in baseball that year. Totally right. Yes. But also what they did, what the Cubs are up against every single year up to that point, there's so much expectation. And it builds. It just gets heavier every single year. 108 years since their last World Series title. Like, yeah, I understand there's an expectation for winning in Chicago that is never met, right? Yeah, of course. And it's partially because Michael Jordan set that bar. Of course. Six titles in eight years. But – with the Cubs, they've had well, so and, many chances. They've had, they've had so many good teams. Yeah, and the right? Bears and then, in the '80s didn't hurt, right? They did that too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but it's the expectation for that team to win. That's got to be so heavy. It, it's like going into Boston or New York to win. Yeah, like you just expect it. And with the Cubs, it wasn't so much the expectation as the 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 burden of time. And everything that's happened since then, like the curse of the Billy Goat, Bartman, you know, yeah, everything. Bartman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and that Bartman thing, who knows that maybe they would have won the World Series that year because the Marlins went on and won. Yeah. You know, partially because of that. So, so it's it's one of those things where I, I feel like everything they were up against and they finally broke through and got it done, that it was like that huge weight was lifted off the team. And the city, and you know, they haven't won since then, but they've been pretty good, and now they're kind of re- retooling everything. Mm-hmm. But that's those 16 Cubs. And like I said, I was sick of them by the end of the season. Yeah, you were. But I'll always, I will always remember I was covering a basketball game in Salt Lake that night, and I'll always remember driving home that night and hearing game seven of the World Series is in a rain delay, and, I, and we like stepped on it so we could get home and watch the last little yeah. bit. And I got home just in time to watch the bottom of the 10th inning. Are you serious? That's all of Game 7 you saw? That's all of Game 7. I like I said, I was covering a basketball game that night. You poor so. sad. I know. Oh, that's... I can't even say what I want to say. 
Okay, so yeah, so so this means I have to now. I'm going to move into my favorite moment of the decade. Okay, go for it. Because that is my favorite moment of the decade. It's it's that Game Seven, twenty seven, twenty sixteen World Series. Listen, it was already a bonkers game, right? Yeah, it was crazy. It was. Yep. And it was mm-hmm. getting out of hand, and the Cubs were going <laughs> to lose. They were going to lose. and oh, they are going to blow it, yeah. Yep. And then the rain delay comes in. I think it was, what, 17 minutes or 27 minutes or something like that? Yeah, it wasn't very long. It wasn't very long, but it was this, <coughs> this, this rain delay. Okay, so this is what – I love this. Here's the deal. Obviously, them coming up against all of this ugliness of 108 years and the curse and everything, like you've said – then they make it and it and they make it to the World Series, but then we push it to Game Seven, mm-hmm. it, which well, they is, were down three one. It's not just that; it's that they I, ex- had to push it to Game Seven. <laughs> exactly. I was just gonna say that. So here we are. <laughs> They're coming back from a three one deficit. They make it all the way to Game Seven, and and oh my gosh. Okay, so I was like glued to the TV, and we're sitting there, we're watching it, and it's slipping away from us. Because we were on the wagon for the Cubs. My wife is a Cubs fan. So, right, yeah. So I'm on the wagon. She's a Cubs fan. And we're like, we can feel it slipping away from us. And we're just screaming at the TV. And then the rain delay comes. But in the fifth inning, they sub in John Lester and bring David Ross. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, David Ross is my man. This dude, he's an amazing catcher. But he's 39 years old in 2016. Okay, yeah. it's his final season. He says he's never doing this again. So final on top game. of yeah, the, right, the 2016 is his last season. So we know Game Seven of the World Series is going to be the last game he plays. So all of the stuff for the franchise, but now it comes down to the personal. And we've got David Ross, 39, final game of his entire career, subbed in in the fifth inning, and he plays terribly, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> he he his very first opportunity to make a play and he overthrows the throw to first and you're like what's happening right like <laughs> like i was i was like no he's our veteran guy he's the man he brought lester he's lester's his guy you know they're they're the this is the battery man we got to get this together so he overthrew and then on the next at bat or maybe the second at bat he takes a, a bad hop in the dirt hits him in the freaking face and he's a little bit dizzy and we're like oh no (laughs) right and and runners are advancing and runners are scoring and it's starting to really slip away and we're thinking oh my gosh oh my gosh right we're gonna die so then he gets up to the plate (laughs) and he launches a bomb becoming (laughs) the oldest player in major league baseball history to hit a home run in game seven of the world series and that tipped the scales momentum-wise, and then the rain delay, and then Chapman comes in and puts a button on it. And it was pandemonium. It was Game 7 itself was the best thing that happened in the decade, but David Ross's terrible defense to start and then the, becoming the guy to save the day and to mm-hmm. turn the tide of the momentum was the best moment of all this whole decade. That's awesome. So... Can I tell you? So I was sick. Like I said, I was sick of the Cubs by the time the World Series rolled around. Yeah, and and I I was sure the Indians were going to win, not just because I thought they were better, but also because I wanted them to. Yeah, you did. And so, and so it's like, so as I was, I was kind of following along, following the game as I was 
at the basketball game. And so I was like sitting there. I, I felt like a villain, just like <laughs> as everything was everything was unraveling. But then I'll be honest, like once the game was over and they won, I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> that's it. Okay, that's cool. No, Brad. Yeah. No, the whole decade is defined by the Cubs breaking the curse and David Ross hitting a home run and Chapman just throwing here. gas, man. <laughs> It was the best. It is. It is one of the best moments of the decade. But at the time, I was kind of like, okay, good for them. They won. But oh. I've come I've come to appreciate it more since then. Good. Because I can't so. let you move on being this cold-hearted and aloof. I can't. <laughs> well, no, can't, I mean, I the, the 16 Cubs were, were my best team of the decade because you, of that. Yeah. So. Uh, that's good. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, okay. I've, come to, I've All right. come to appreciate it more. Okay. Right? Okay. 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 Right. okay. okay. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> All right. Okay. So my best moment. Um gonna get a little bit serious. Let's mm-hmm. calm it down a little bit. Okay. So mine was I'm a big D Gordon fan. I always have been. Yeah. Um he's for some reason he's one of those guys I just always paid attention to. Now that he's a mariner, I'm ecstatic. Um so Jose Fernandez was killed in that in that boat accident. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then like a day or two later, all the Marlins, all the Miami Marlins wore Jose Fernandez's jersey during yeah. the game. Well, D Gordon was was really close with Fernandez. Yeah, besties, yeah. Yeah. So D Gordon's not a guy who's known for home runs. Like I think the last like six years he's hit like ten home runs, something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, he led off the game, third pitch of the game, wearing Jose Fernandez's jersey, hit a home run. Okay. Well, I guess he didn't lead off the game. It was the bottom. It was the bottom of the first. But anyways, let off the bottom of the first inning with a home run, and he was he was openly weeping as he as he went around the bases, and it was just like it was one of those moments you could tell that he was just feeling everything, you know, yeah. that feeling everything for his best friend who just passed away. Um, was so proud to be able to wear his jersey for him one last time, um, and it was a really cool moment. I went through. I was watching this. 30 minute YouTube video. Um, maybe we'll post a link to it on the episode page. Yeah. Good of, idea. Of the best moments of the decade. And that was on there. And you know, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of great plays and great moments that I was like, Oh man, I miss baseball. This is awesome. But that was the one that gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Because that, that's such a huge moment. And you know, the Tyler Skaggs, no hitter was on there too, but I was a little salty cause I was against the Mariners. Um, <clears throat> and I, and I feel for, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Um, I kind of cringe because the Mariners got no hit twice last year. But anyways, yeah, that's true. But the Jose Fernandez one, the D Gordon home run, that's the one that gave me that gave me goosebumps. And so that's that's my best moment of the decade. It's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Who do you think was the number one franchise of the decade? Who's the best franchise of the decade? The San Francisco Giants. Yep. No questions um, asked. And I know they haven't been good the last few years, but man, winning in 2010. 12 and 14, three and five years. The only team to win. I mean, the, obviously that's the only team who won three, but were they the only team to win more than one this decade? Or the uh, red, no, the Red Sox, the Red won Sox, two. the Red Sox yeah. won two. Yeah. The Red Sox won, but two. still um, to be able to do three and five years like that, that's something else. And those it were is. not great teams, but they were good teams. Well, they, the thing is they were, if I remember right, it was the same team. 
Right, there was very little change that took place. It was the on same their core. Roster. Yeah, yeah, it was right. the same core. Yeah, like like watching that video, they had um, they ended up doing the they closed out the video. They had the last out of, of every World Series of the decade, which was super yeah. cool. That is so cool. If you have thirty minutes, sit down and watch this video, and we post it. It's it's great. Um, but they had like Brian Wilson closing out one. They had Sergio Romo closing out another. I can't mm. remember. Um, can't remember who the last guy was. But the fact that they were the same core, but with different peripheral guys around them, and they did, yeah. like I said, three and five years is amazing. That's, I don't know the next time we're going to see that. Because especially since we haven't even had back-to-back World World Series championship champions this century. No, yeah, no. So that's, Wait, that's something Wait, have else. we not this century? No, we haven't. I saw I saw a graphic when the Red Sox were eliminated that... The last time we had back-to-back was, um, oh, man, it's been a long time because the Yankees win 99 and 2000. Yeah. Yeah, that was the last time we had back-to-back. And then oh, 01 was the was the D-backs and haven't had a repeat since. Jeez. That's the closest. That's amazing. Because those, those Red Sox ones were spaced out 13 to 17. Yeah, totally. Sorry, 13 to 18. Thir- yeah, 18. So that's our – that's – you said that was your franchise of the century too, or the decade too? Yeah, totally. Same reason. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah, same reason. And they and they won handily. So in two thousand ten it was a four to one split over the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um four to nothing sweep over the Tigers in two thousand twelve. And then in twenty fourteen it went four three against the Royals. Yeah. Well and that <laughs> I'll always remember um Alex Gordon. He should have gone for an inside the park home run. If he'd gone for an inside the park home run, who knows what would have happened there at the really? very end. I yeah. don't know if you remember that, but he got he got stranded on third to end the end the series. Yep. Because he would have tied things up with an inside the park home run. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was, I I was saying for a week, I was like, you should have sent him. You <laughs> should have sent him. <laughs> anywho, funny. all right, I've got my favorite play. So I actually have two, two favorite okay. plays of the decade. Okay. One, so first I'll do the MLB one. Okay. My favorite okay. MLB play of the decade was Derek Jeter's final game at Yankee Stadium. His final game, final at bat. September 25th, 2014. Walk-off single to right field. The Yankees beat the Orioles 6-5. to five. That was not a good Yankees team at all. Yeah. Yeah. Finished under 500 for probably the first time. In the since the creation of the Earth, no, that's not true. Yeah, since but the creation, it's of been the a long Earth. time since they finished under five hundred, and it, that was the year they did. Um, yeah. It's just one of those things. Like, of course he did. Of course he did. Like I said, he's going to hit a home run for his three hundredth hit because he hits home runs when it matters or like in big spots. You know that if you needed a hit or you needed something from Jeter, he was going to come through. And of course, he came through in the bottom of the ninth for the Yankees for a walk off single. You know because. Yeah. He had that spot on the right side of the infield where he hit every ball that ever mattered in the history of the world. There I go yeah. saying the history of the world again. Yeah, yeah, well, you're right. But that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like is that he was the master of going with the pitch and putting it right there. So yeah. that was my best MLB play of the decade. My other best play of the decade, and that's because I just can't get enough of this, was <laughs> Jose Batista. In the 
uh, in the World Baseball Classic in 2017, which, by okay. the way, I was so out on the Baseball World Classic or on the World Baseball Classic before 2017. And man, that is exciting as crap to watch. You were you didn't like it? I wasn't. No, like because I thought it was too competitive, too fast. Mm. You know, like it's it's during spring training. Yeah. And and I was like, man, if guys are going to get hurt, this is when it's going to happen. Got arms are going to get fatigued by August. You know. So I was I wasn't really in on it, but. Okay. I went ahead and watched it that year anyway, and now I'm like, when's the next one? Let's get yeah. this thing rolling. Yeah, because I love it. Because it's a blast. So Batista guns down. He was playing for he's playing for the DR, right? Because yeah, that's where he's from. But it was um, I got actually got the video right here. I'll post a link to this video as well. Um, it was the bottom of the ninth tie game, tied at three to three. The winning run is on third base, and I don't know who any of these Colombian guys are because I don't know that any of them. Many of them are big league players, but they played the DR tough, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's one out, and he, this guy hits a line drive to Batista in left field, and he catches it. He kind of in stride, like he does pretty. He doesn't really do a curl hop, but he two hops the ball to the plate. It's it's on the money, and the dude, it was um, oh, it was Juan Mercado. It's Juan Mercado, was tagging up from third, and tags him out. He's out. Ends the inning, going to extras. Holy smokes, I lost my mind on that play. And I've watched it probably 500 times since then because wow. it was just such a great play. Like, I am a sucker for plays of the plate as a catcher and yeah, as somebody who dabbled in the outfield. Like, I've I've made that same play, but I still can't get enough of it. Yeah. You know, like, I love watching guys get thrown out at home. It's so much fun. So much fun to me. So that's my totally. That's really my number one play of the decade, right there. Okay, awesome. So, go ahead with yours. So my favorite play was in April of 2017. the The Blue Jays are playing in St. Louis. And most of you are probably going to remember this, but it's the 11th inning in St. Louis. The Blue Jays are up to the plate and. Um, Chris Coughlin is, I think, on first base. I think he was on first base. And uh, Kevin Pillar hit a triple, which bounced off the right field wall over Stephen Piscotty's head, bounced back toward the infield. Piscotty picks it up, guns it to home plate, which was a little bit off target because he threw it up the third baseline a little bit. It bounced, I don't know, a couple of times. And Yadi Molina makes the catch, makes the grab, and leans down to make the tag, and Coughlin leaps over Yadi Molina and <laughs> somersaults onto home plate, and uh, there you go. That's pretty it's awesome. Top, top of the 11th. Yep. Straight out of Major yep, League yep, yep. 2. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Maze Hayes. What is this, the movies? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love when guys go over the catcher. That's That's sweet. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a cool one. Pretty pretty cool. Like so, it. that's one of my favorite plays of the decade. That's awesome. So, I kind of have like it's like kind of a runner up for my favorite play of the decade, but I put yeah. it in its own category. I put it in, in its own category. I have the best bat flip of the decade. Oh, I have one okay. too. Yeah. Because you know how much I love bat flips. Yeah, I um, know. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm a recent convert. <laughs> <laughs> it's true you are. 
Um, so 2015 ALDS Game 5. Most of you know where I'm going with this. Game's tied 3-3, three to three, and Jose Batista <laughs> tattoos a ball to the left center oh, field. Man. And he doesn't flip his bat. He just, like, straight up hucks it. Yeah. And first he made it look like a toothpick the way he threw it, like just the way he <laughs> tossed it. It looks so effortless. Um, it's three to run home run, and the Blue Jays take a 6-3 lead and go on to win the game, win the series. So that was, like, the magnitude of that home run and back, bat flip to me. That's just, like, that is an all-decade moment for sure right there. That was awesome. And that's another bat flip that I've watched so many times, which is so weird that both of them are Batista moments because I'm not a huge fan yeah. of that guy. But you think I would be. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, that was awesome. And I feel like that was, the like, the thing that got all these huge bat flips going. You know, before, you know, Brett Boone flipped his bat every home run he hit in 2001. Yeah. But it was just kind of like a, a whole nothing, just like he just happened to drop it and put a little bit of wrist action on it, you know? Yep. But Batista tossing his bat like that started this whole thing with monster bat flips, and I couldn't be happier about it. <laughs> so it's funny that that's, that's mine, actually. You stole Is my... It? Yeah, and I I'm referring to him as the original rough shaker. Yeah, you know because for that's sure. it, it. Really did start it all. He's the uh, he's the guy. He's he's the reason we have this bat flip craze going on. Yeah, it was, it was the bat flip heard around the world. Yeah, the bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I dig it. I yeah, dig it was it. awesome, big time. It's awesome, super cool, great bat flip, and it's it's so fun to watch too. Such a yeah. such a fun one to watch. Well, he's got so much attitude. He, right? he really in, does. Yeah. In that in that clip, you can see him where he's just like, "Try me, try me. Yeah. I can do. I could. You know, I could run for president right now and win. <laughs> he could. He could be prime minister of Canada that day. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it, man. He's he's like put me in the octagon. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a, he could take on the world right then and there for sure. It was yeah. so funny to me. I just loved it. <laughs> yeah, and I remember one of the things that was so funny to me to me about it was all the uproar about it. Like, what is he doing flipping his yeah. bat like that? It's like, the dude just hit the biggest home run of his life, yeah. and you're going to expect him to set the bat daintily on the ground and then jog around the bases? No. No. Come on now. Let him well, throw his bat into the upper deck for all I care. Yeah, right. And he's the franchise <laughs> guy too, right? Like yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. That's what they pay him for. Yeah, it's awesome. So, all right, let's. So now we've got like the main things. Oh, we have best game. Let's do best game next. I was gonna say we can get into peripheries, but or do you want to do peripherals and then get into best game? Yeah, yeah. Let's do the peripheral stuff first. Okay. So my first peripheral <laughs> is worst contract. Okay. Are you Are you ready for the worst contract of the decade? Yeah. You are the proud owner of this contract yeah, I as, I know. as I know. a Yankee I know what fan. you're going to say. <laughs> you know, Giancarlo yes! Stanton. Yes. Yes, that's mine too. Yeah, it should be. It, <laughs> it is. should it's, be. It's the worst contract of the decade. Because, yeah, that's bad news. Um, Miami really overspent for him because – and I understand why they did. At the time, he was on the trajectory that he was. And yeah, totally. you know, it was it was a big deal. He was he was he was the guy at the time 
And Brig, just so that you're aware, you still have nine years on that contract. Yeah, I know. Yeah, nine years left. Um, Thir- oh, oh, 13 year, $325 million. Oh, but, that's right. But, <laughs> but, but the contract has an opt out at the end of the 2020 season. Uh, for him, he's not going to opt out. No, but he could. There's no way he'll opt out. Not with the same. Not with the way he's been playing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, but there is it's a team terrible. option. There's a team option at the very end. Yeah, but it's at the very end. 2028. Oh. He's 38 years old. Oh. So yeah, It'll that's that is by far gray the worst. by then. Well, and the, my thing too is like, yeah, the dude can hit home runs, but it's because he's a monster. He's so big. Yeah, his swing it, is horrible. That's why he's so inconsistent. I hate that's his a terrible swing. swing. It's weird. It is weird. And he looks that, so twitchy. He gets up there and he's like, fidget, 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 slap. And I'm like, man, yeah. he could probably hit a home run with his pinky, but it's just. That's why he gets away with this weird swing. I don't yeah. know, man. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah, and that's why that's why he, like you said, he's so strong, he's so big that he can hit home runs with a broken swing, but he can't. He can't be a consistent hitter with a broken swing. No, that's, that's and, the problem. And, that, and that's the and he's not a great outfielder, right? No, so not. we brought him in for his bat that is now failing us because of his injuries, and he's mm-hmm. not a leadership guy. He's not a defensive guy. And so we, what are we going to do? Stick him in the DH spot? So we stick him on the DH spot, but he's got this weird swing, and he's inconsistent anyway when he's not hurt. So, yeah. dude, I can't. I got to be on. I got to be done. I can't talk about this. Okay. Worst contract of the decade, John Carlos Stanton. <laughs> and, you know, and to the Yankees' credit, they didn't give it to him. They did trade for it, but they didn't give him the contract. Right. So, yeah. Anywho. All right. <sighs> okay. Let's – Speaking of transactions, let's go best trade. Do you have a best trade mm-hmm. of the decade? Because I sure do. Uh, yeah the the one that brought um uh Glaber Torres and that deal the the Chapman Torres. Oh geez, yeah they basically got chat they yeah they got that for they free. Lent, yeah they lent Chapman to the Cubs for a year and in the deal they got. Glaber Torres and I think Aaron Hicks because it was a three-way deal with the Twins, Cubs, and Yankees. Yeah. If I remember right, yeah, they got Aaron Hicks in that deal too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Like That's I said, they the they basically the got decade. those guys for free because they got Chapman right back. In a yeah, season, no, exactly. Going anywhere? Yeah, it was one. It was a one-year lend. Not even a one-year. It was the. It was like at the trade deadline, wasn't it? Because I know yeah, it was exactly. mid-season. Sometime. Yeah, it was mid-season. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, they're just like here. You can have him for a few months, and we'll take him right back. Yeah, it was July. It was July twenty sixteen. Yeah, everybody yeah. knew he was going back to New York after that too. Yeah. So. Oh, totally. So yeah. so the way it works out, that he was the number five prospect. Gleyber Torres was the number five prospect in all of baseball, and um, they just needed the closer. So they they sent Adam Warren and Torres. And two other prospects to New York just to borrow Chapman for the end of the season. And it worked out. I feel like it worked out yeah. for everybody pretty much. I agree. I agree. Unless you're thinking super long term, and then it worked out for the Yankees better. But I think to me true. that yeah. was the deal of the century. Maybe maybe the century, if not the decade. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. 
so here's here's my trade of the decade, and it was. It's mostly a credit to the Astros and their ability to make a deal because for some mm. reason, I don't know why. I'll say it again. I don't know why teams make deals with the Astros because they fleeced the Tigers in this deal. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Yep. So the Tigers sent Cash and a player to be named later to the Astros with Justin Verlander. In the trade, the Astros sent three minor leaguers. Yes, they're, according to MLB.com, they're, all three of those guys are in the Tigers' top ten prospects. Mm. But it's not Justin Verlander. He's right. the reason they – I feel like he's the reason they won the World Series that year. Not necessarily because of his performance, because we know how he is in the World Series. But he helped them get there, for sure. He definitely oh, yeah. helped them get there. And if nothing else, he was a veteran voice of somebody who's been there before. Total, totally. So, yeah, when they made that deal, I was like, oh, it's done. It's over. Astros are going to win the World Series. Um. Yeah. So I, <laughs> the Astros fleeced the Tigers in that deal, and I feel like that's that was the that was the trade of the decade for me. Yeah, that it, that's a great one. It really swung, swung the pendulum of power, for sure, to the Astros for the next three years. Yeah, it totally did. So that and knows how much longer, and the cheating. Yes. So the thing, I, <clears throat> I tend to agree with you, because the. Like, if the rumors are true about the Astros, like, doctoring their trackman systems and stuff like that to leverage yeah. for better trades and, the, the, you know, to convince other teams that their minor league system is burgeoning with talent, then, yeah. you know, it's like a f- it, it reinforces your point, right? The possibility of that reinforces mm-hmm. how great a deal it was for the Houston Astros. Yeah, yeah, that they basically gave up nothing for mm-hmm. one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah. In the history of baseball, maybe. We'll see. Could be. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead with uh, with our best game of the decade. You go first. What's your favorite game okay. of the decade? So this is one that I was, like, losing my mind during this game. At the time I had, I was working on a separate project. I had my own little blog thing that I was doing. And I was supposed to be writing something that night. But I never got to it because of... Game five of the 2007 World Series. Series was tied <laughs> two to two. The final of that game was 13 to 12. The Astros ended up winning in 10 innings. But man, do you remember that game? I do. Holy smokes. Yeah. That was out of out of control. Out of yeah. control. You had seven home runs, five ties, 14 runs scored before the sixth inning, 11 more scored after the sixth inning. There were three scoreless innings, the second, third, and sixth. That was it. <laughs> like if you like to watch like offensive and just ex- I mean everybody likes exciting baseball because it when baseball is exciting I don't feel like there's any sport like it but man that game was bananas out yeah. of control so that was yeah I'm, I specifically remember that night I was like I'm not getting anything done tonight because yeah, this game's totally. not ending until midnight and I can't not watch it so yeah, it was, it was nuts. That was my game of the decade, mostly because it's like the one that I remember the best, as far as just losing my mind and and being glued to the TV and not being able to do anything else. So that's a great one. It's great. Um, my best game or my favorite game of the decade was actually, um, I I I refer to it as the bloody doubleheader. Oh. Yeah, 
Um, New York Yankees versus the Chicago Cubs, May 2017. Now, the Yanks ended up winning 5-4 to four in the 18th inning. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so I sat up. The game started at like 7 or something, uh, 6 or 7 central time, and I was up until like 4 in the morning or some craziness watching this damn game. Yeah. And it went on and on. And Tiffany, she'd wake up and roll over. Is it still on? Yeah, yeah, we're in the 11th. <laughs> she'd roll over and go to sleep. She'd roll back over. Is it? Oh, my gosh. It's Yeah, yeah, it's the 15th. It's the 15th. She'd roll over. <clears throat> Dude, it was fantastic. They were bringing in relief pitchers to pinch hit. Like Madden was calling in Jake Arietta and John Lester to step up to the plate just because they needed substitutions. And just need, you need a warm body up there holding a stick. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, and then that's... Jake Arietta hit the ball, and John Lester came to play, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what is happening?" <laughs> no, it was it was so great. It was the it was National League versus the American League. It was two mm-hmm. two two schools of thought, two systems of play, battling it out, and uh, went all the way to the 18th. And I thought, you know, and and the Yankees won with small ball. Starlin Castro hit a routine ground ball. Moved Hicks from third to score, and uh, the throw was a little off, and that was what did it. It was the yeah. best. That does sound awesome and exciting, but that doesn't. That and the reason it's not on my list because you said it was in May of 2017. Yeah, yeah, in May I'm not standing up for. Because <laughs> I specifically remember this was 08 because it was the year we got married, um, the summer of 08. We were watching. We got Rockies games where we were living, and yeah. I can't remember who they were playing, but, man, I turned that game off in, like, the 25th inning. I was like, that's the last time I'm staying up past 15. It was, like, 3 in the morning. Like, this yeah. is ridiculous. I think the game went 27 innings, something like that. Like, oh, yuck. my gosh. Yuck. Yeah. 27 is crazy. <laughs> it was a long game. Yeah. That's a lot of free baseball. So, okay, I got so. a question for you. Is there a standout game or moment or anything to you that was the worst of the decade. Honestly, like as this was like a both like good and bad. I feel like it was a just kind of like a dark day for baseball. Okay. Was the the whole biogenesis thing. Yeah. Because we thought it was all over when when Balco was was yeah. shut down, right? Yep. But then when biogenesis came around, it was like, "Golly, man, there's always going to be somebody and yeah. it was just like I remember specifically all the suspensions that rain just like rained down, just like carpet bombed everybody that day. It was like, golly, that guy, what him, what? No, yeah, no, yeah. And you know we've seen suspensions since then because, like we said, there's always going to be somebody like Robbie, but like Robbie Cano, D Gordon. Uh, since then, uh, yeah, there was somebody this last, somebody else this last year. I can't think of who it was off the top of my head, but but we've seen. Oh, it was Tim Beckham. Tim Beckham oh, yeah. got busted That's this right. year. And so it's like, man, like, when are these guys going to learn that you're not going to be able to do it forever? And, you know, there's some guys who have. But that was because, A, it wasn't technically illegal, and, B, obviously, since it it wasn't illegal, they weren't testing for it, so they were able to get away with it. But now I feel like these guys are going to get nailed. And there was the whole Ryan Braun thing where uh, where he... did the whole defamation of character thing of the guy of the the guy who did the testing for him, you know mm-hmm. the, he he basically wrecked that guy's life, calling yeah, him an anti semite. What? Come on now. Yeah. And it was all in the name of him 
saving his own face when it turned out obviously he was lying. Yeah, you know? exactly. So the the whole biogenesis thing for me was like the worst moment or thing because like I yeah. said it was that one day where everything came down to just all of a sudden just once. All That's once. a great one. That's a great one. So what about you? The uh Yankees Red Sox in London. The that was the worst for you? It was, it was terrible. 50 runs, 50 runs in two games. That's Come true. on now. Come on. But at the time, neither one of those teams were pitching very well. Who cares? We're trying to take <laughs> the we're trying to take baseball to the UK and Europe and we show them something else. It was <laughs> I don't even know what it was. It was in the vague shape of baseball. It was like a, but it, it was, was a home run derby. It was obscene. Is what it was, and I'm still but I'll deeply tell you offended. What. I'll tell you what, though, with that. For people who, and you know, there's obviously baseball fans there, but if there were people there who were just like, I'm going to go check this out, the yeah. feeling in a big stadium when a home run is hit is unlike unbeatable. It is unlike anything else. And that was a big stadium packed with people. That place was rocking. And with that many home runs to be hit, that had to have been incredible because I've been at minor league parks where I don't have like a huge investment in the team and it's fine. There's a few people really cheering here and there, but when it's a big stadium that's packed, you might as well just scored the winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because it is outstanding. So it was, I'm sure like for us. Yeah. It was like, golly, this is bad baseball, but for them, it's like, Golly, baseball is exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then <laughs> you know? to have them have, so, but then to give them the true experience and then realize that that is so far off the mark would be yeah. such a letdown that we, we were going to lose them anyway. It's true. Yeah, because I'm sure for them, every time a home run is like this is like a goal was just scored. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, but, and but and yeah. that's how it is normally. Yeah, yeah, because that's their frame of reference. They have cricket and they, they and they play soccer, yeah. so. I don't know. That was to me. That was the. That was terrible. It was is at least one of the worst moments in the whole decade. Man, that's a bummer because I thought it was great. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can agree to disagree. We sure can. We can. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up. Let's do our bold prediction for the next decade. Something oh, that you man. think will happen between the years of twenty twenty and 2029 my bold prediction is that what can it be a wish list item or no it has to be a prediction yeah yeah, it can be a wish list wish list item mine kind of is well okay so i i just i just want to see two more teams i just want to see an expansion expansion There you go. Yeah. So that's what I want. prediction is there will and be I, two teams yeah, expanded. Two teams this decade. And, you know, I feel like that's not far off. I feel like it's realistic because they're talking about it. And this, what, they set a record in revenue this year? Yeah, they did. So I don't think it's that far off. So, yeah, that, I think in, in, <laughs> yeah, I think in the, this decade, I'd like to see two extra teams. And I think that's what will happen. Okay, you ready for mine? Yep. I think yours is more realistic than mine is, to be honest. My bold prediction 
for this next decade is that the Mariners will win a World Series. Not just make it, they're going to win one. Because the Nats won the first one they got to. I mean, it took down to the very end because they were dead to rights a number of times throughout the playoffs and the World Series. But the Mariners are going to make a run and win the World Series sometime this next decade. Sometime this decade. I mean, I have have ten chances for that to happen. (laughs) You do. You, you do we'll have see. ten chances, okay? But they haven't that's made the playoffs in twenty years, so that's that's pretty bold. I I think so too. But <laughs> I, I dig it <laughs> more of a wish list item than a, than a bold prediction. <laughs> I dig it, but, but yeah, we'll see. Over here's hoping. Yes. So. All right, baseball family, let us know about your best moments of the decade. Bold prediction, whatever. Like you can, you can go through and fill out everything we did. Or you can, you can bring in new things that we didn't think about or didn't do. Um, if you want to give us your all decade team, that's just fine. Like yeah. your positions, we thought about doing that, but um, it's really hard. It's so really we hard to. <laughs> we didn't want it's to do re- it. <laughs> it's really hard, and 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 since I can't let Robbie Cano be my number, t- my second baseman, it's like, well, who who else then? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly right. Let me just say before we go that David Robertson is a national treasure. Okay. I feel better. He's a national treasure. Those of you that know, know. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't forget to stop by the shop. <laughs> <laughs> just need to slip it in. I just need the karma points. You know, <laughs> or something. I don't know. I just think he's awesome. Okay. Yeah, don't don't forget to stop by the shop. Shop.9plusus.com. We got tons of great t-shirts. We got some great hats. We just did hoodies and sweatshirts as well. Prices continue to fall as I work my way through the listings. Um, we have a new pricing structure we're gonna we're going with. So keep an eye out. Find something nice. And if you if you have anything that you'd like to see, um, just let us know. We have a submission in the group at the Nine Plus Us VIP group on Facebook. Um, I think we have a submission uh, email template in the at baseballtogether.com as well, right, Brad? Yeah, there's a, there's a submission form. You can put in whatever you want as far as if you want a specific design that you'd like to see or if you want to see some kind of other item with any of our graphics on it, um, you can submit through there. You can say, like, I want the home logo or like, no place like home, whatever, logo on a... A sticker. A sticker, yeah. Yeah. yeah let us know. Let us know what you want to see. Let us know what kind of logos, and we'll uh, we'll definitely look at it and, and look into it for you. We'll do our best. The thing, just so you know, the way it works is if you make a suggestion and we produce it, you get a free one. You get a free one, a T-shirt. So that's how it works. That's how we roll. So if you make a suggestion, we don't already have it in the pipeline, and we go ahead and and build on it. Even if we you know change the idea a little bit or. Uh, you know, whatever. If if it came from you originally, then you'll get a free one. So don't don't submit. There's no crying in baseball because that's what everybody has submitted, and it, it's in the works. And I don't want to hear it anymore. But <laughs> just being honest. There you just go. Just being honest. Yeah. But speaking of baseballtogether.com, you can stop by and you can read about baseball. You can listen to the podcast there as well. We have podcast players all over the place. There's links to uh, links to the Nine Plus S shop on that site all over the place as well. So you can get to wherever you want to be that way. Um, I'm going to try to build out some more content there. Um, yeah. I th- and, and Brig, I think you do too. I'm going to call you I out right to. now. 
that yeah. that you've he's been sitting on a, on an article idea for me for like three years now. Which one? The white collar one? Yeah. 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 So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna make him make him write something for us because uh, he's a far okay. better writer than I am. And no, I we'll get that, that up soon. And um Baseball family, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Let us know what you think. You can always submit to the mailbag. I've started including the link to that on every episode, so you can get to that easily. And you can find us on Facebook. Join the 9 Plus Us VIPs. Um, Just search it. We'll add you. If you're not already part of the group in the community, we have lots of great discussion there, tons of fun. And baseball family, we will catch you next year.